When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to Series 3, Episode 6 of Stars in Your Ears! Coming to you live from the trek of a lifetime on our desert island. We're all very excited, because someone found a map which might lead us to buried treasure. Why did you say someone like it was you who found it? Well, it was a joint effort. Was it? I'd like to think it was. Me, Robin Kitch, found it while out for a walk. And why were you going out for a walk? Because we couldn't stand the smell of your cooking. Exactly. So it's all connected. I've no idea why you didn't like the smell of my boiled fish with a shell stock. You know what? It really took me back. Yeah? To one of those fine dining establishments? No, to when someone used to put fish in the communal microwave. Who does that? I used to do that. You're the worst. Oh, probably the worst. Awful. Would you like to insult me anymore? Or shall I do the intro? Intro, please. Idiot. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please join me in welcoming the kindest lady in show business. Kind of a singer, kind of a comedian, kind of star of Spitting Image. I mean, there are plenty of other people on it. Oh, and award-winning podcaster, it's Jess Robinson. Emeralds. A cuddly toy! Come on down! Yippee! We'll be millionaires once we find this treasure chest. I'll treat myself to a yacht. A grand piano for me. I'll have an afternoon at Laser Quest. Save the rest for pies. Welcome to the show. You're gonna hear sounds in your ears. There's no better place to go if you wanna get Yeah, at the X. Don't be silly, Michael. You've never had an X. Actually, I've had tons of Xs. I just didn't want to introduce them to you. What? Because we'd embarrass you, my little red woolly tuxedo wearing minkle moo? Yes. Fair enough. Guys, let's not talk about Xs, please. It's making Cassandra uncomfortable. For the last time, Rob, the coconut you've drawn a face on is not called Cassandra, and she's not your girlfriend. Don't listen to him, babe. He's just jealous. Wow. Out of all of us, I really didn't expect Rob to be the first one to go mad. I can't believe I've lost my best mate to a flaming coconut. Michael, are we nearly there yet? Because I can't put up with this any longer. Well, if we're to assume that this bit here is over there, then I reckon we're about five minutes away. I bet I could do that in two. Bet you can't. Not a chance. I don't think you could do it. Oh, Cassie does, though. Really, Cass? It's Cassie... And, yes, yeah, she's nodding. I can see that, Rob. Don't speak for her. Thanks, Cassie. Oh, that's really pretty. I, I, I mean, uh, you're really nice. I mean, I mean, great. Uh, cool. <clears throat> so are you going to run? Uh, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to walk with Cassie, I think. Is that okay, Rob? Um... <clears throat> Cheers. So where are you originally from? Uh, organic. Oh, I could 
could have guessed. This isn't going to end well. I agree. They're going the wrong way. You can let me down now, Michael. I can't believe you carried her all this way on your shoulders. A bet's a bet. Yeah, one you lost. And my punishment was to be carried by you. I hated every second of it. Thanks, though, Michael. You must be exhausted. Here you go. Start digging then, you two. Let's find me some buried treasure. What are you going to do? She's already asleep. Let's just crack on. The sooner we finish, the sooner I can find out where Kitch went. So, how did you and Cassandra meet? Oh, a really funny story, actually. Um, We always say it's like in a romantic comedy. So we were both by those palm trees by the camp, you know the ones? And I was really hungry, and I saw this coconut. And that was her. The coconut was Cassandra. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, did you eat her? Michael, it's a bit of a personal question. Oh, sorry. (laughs) What did I find? You didn't find anything. Rob, help me with this. Rob, stop looking for Kitch. He'll be back in a minute. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Right. One, two, three, lift! (laughs) (sighs) Whoa! Is that what I think it is? I think so. (gasps) Oh, my God. Cassie would love this. Cassie? Cassie! I haven't seen one of these in years. (sighs) A karaoke machine. The Electrostar 5000D, batteries included. It's got a three-band graphic equaliser and built-in delay. Lay. Lay. Hmm. Are you not excited, Michael? 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 Hmm. What's up your bum? Um. Stop it. Nothing's up my bum. Sorry? Nothing's up my bum, thank you, Jess. I just I just thought it would be buried treasure. Uh, it is? This is a karaoke machine with two microphones. Two! You know what that means? We could sing together? No, I can do it with myself. Oh, right. Oh, hey, Orp. Why so sad, Kitch? Well, me and Cass are right in the middle of a conversation when Rob whisked her away. Look, Cassie, look what Jess found. We could sing that song you like. Uh, What is it? See, he doesn't even know our favourite song. And you do? Yeah. What is it? Oh, Lovely Lovely Bunch bunch of Coconuts. coconuts. Of course it is. What do you reckon, babe? Give it a go for old time's sake? You've only known her one day. You've known her one minute. And that's all I needed to know, that I love her. What? You heard, I love her. And she loves me. What? Cassie, is this true? It is. This is amazing. I mean, how low does your self-esteem have to be to think your coconut girlfriend is in love with somebody else? I don't know what to say, except... I'll kill you, Kitch! Not if I kill you first! Boys, don't bring the karaoke machine! Hey, enough! You pinched me. You pulled my pigtails. Now say sorry. 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 That was me pretending to be Cassie. (laughs) Now let's all focus on the important thing. Seeing if this machine works. What's that beeping? Is that the machine? No, it sounds like it's coming from over there. What, in the trees? I think he's right. It's getting faster. (laughs) Sounds like a checkout at Lidl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. they scan stuff really fast there, don't they? It's hard to keep up. Michael? I don't shop at Lidl. Look, there's some movement in the trees. Oh my God, it's a robot. No, there's something attached to it. It looks like a metal detector. (gasps) And the person holding it is... Oh Oh my God, God, it's... Okay, judge me.
Judy He ran a marathon for charity He wrote a book So take a look And see him dancing down on Springling Can you believe that he is here and didn't abscond Muscular and on his tan and legally blonde Judge Rinder's gonna be judging us today Judge Rinder's gonna be judging us today Yeah, yeah Judge Rinder's gonna be judging us today All right, there you go I feel like a Leonard Ceausescu. This is so great. Only like the rock and roll version. Jess, it really is. It's like that was so joyous. And, you know, I mean, I don't know what it says about me. Probably nothing good, but then who cares? That, um, you know, I'm literally sitting there going, yeah, this song is about me. Uh, you know, what's it? it's like it's like you know that bit in "You're So Vain." You probably think the song is about you. Yeah. I so when I hear that song, I go, I always think, yeah, is it though? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it turns out this is amazing. Oh my god! Thank you so much, Jess. Also, oh, your what? voice, and also, uh, also Motown. It's also Motown, which is the Motown's vibe, which is the uh, music that really the only music that uh, my my parents, my mum especially, played when I was growing up. Really. So, yeah, absolutely central. Yeah. That oh, it. fabulous. Uh, really interesting that you were talking about your parents liking Motown. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you what um, sort of influences music wise and also and also vocally, what sort of influences did you grow up with? Me growing up, that's really interesting. I, uh, because my music tastes are completely different right. from uh, the music that I listened to as a kid. So the first album i ever bought was now four i'm gonna say but the, the song was uh diana ross singing chain reaction which i also oh. organized an osage school group dance to it's amazing <laughs> thing when, when, when i came out people really needed to sit down you know have a cigarette and go that's a big surprise Do you know what i mean <laughs> it's, it's what you it's what you call nowadays a schofield moment Do you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> Go, what? No, never. I need to lie down. Um, <laughs> yeah, really, really Tumblr Motown. I mean, my mum was such a Motown fan that I think not long ago she went to see, she went to see Gladys Knight and the Pips and there's only one Piplet. Mm-hmm. You oh. know, that's how much keen she was. You know, those voices. She also used to love the monkeys. I remember that when she was growing up. All of that sort of era, you know, kind of that, I suppose, sort of early 70s music that, that came out of America was definitely the kind of loudest. And then gradually evolving. And do you remember Shades of My Dad's Divorce? You won't remember that, but it was a... Um, <laughs> a it was feel Yeah, yeah. To, to, I was talking to my brother about this the other day. No Jacket Required. It was a Phil Collins oh, yeah. uh, album. That and and also this is now early eighties and I'm sniffing the back of an XR Frio Turbo with my dad <laughs> dating a, a whole variety of of different inappropriate women who I at seven years old used to sort of sit and interrogate and ask them about their future prospects and their childhood pain. Wow, um, I know. But Paul Young was always playing as well at the same time. Nice, uh, that, right? Yeah. So those sorts of vocalists. So seventies, mid seventies, right the way through to that the early eighties, and then pretty much stopped listening to pop music pretty much um, after that point, and became sort of passionately invested in classical music. And then I don't really know 
what happened after 1899 these days. <laughs> wow. Wow. Who are your favourite classical mm. composers? Oh, wow. That is a really big one. It's really hard, isn't it? When you like love music and it's sort of somehow in an authentic, as opposed to, you know, display way, found itself yeah. in, into your soul. It gifts you. It gifts you so much. It's so hard to sort of say who's your favourite composer, like who's your favourite writer. Or do you have a favourite genre of classical music? I love chamber music, Schubert and so on and so forth. And so on and so forth is, is limitless. And it depends on what mood I'm in, right? I mean, you know, anybody that wants to get into it, it, it's important to watch it. And you don't need to go to a gig ever. But if you watch Vladimir Horowitz in 1978 playing the Ratmanov Third Piano Concerto, doesn't care. It doesn't matter what musical taste you've got, it, the magic and authenticity of how he plays. And if you can just sit on your own, if you can have a glass of wine, great. Just watch his fingers and let the music disappear over to you. What you realise is that, um, it, it, yes, the music may last a bit longer, but if you listen to the beat and the rhythm and the subtext of the melodies, it, it's just early trance music. It, it, it really is that. And that is the connective tissue that binds all, all music. It has this limitless capacity to take you into a new state, whatever state that is. Absolutely. has the capacity to emotionally frame and curate the content of your day, even a moment. Yes. In yes. such a kind of powerful way. That's why it's so great. I mean, your ditty, which you may have done in like five seconds, right? <laughs> and you know yeah you've got the lyrics off wikipedia all right which is you know nice by the way you know, genuinely after a morning where uh, i crashed into charles dance who came back you know having some species of man pre-menstrual nuclear meltdown um <laughs> and i'm genuinely thinking you know what is going on this is a disaster and within three seconds you completely i thought oh god i've got to go and meet jess it's got to be cheery it's going to be a nightmare and within three seconds you completely sort of improve the content of my day Oh, good. So pleased. No, that makes no, us super yeah. happy, doesn't it? Certainly does. Yeah. I think that lots of people listening won't realise that you're such a music fan and so and speak so intelligently and so you're so well informed about music. Well, I'm when, well in, no, I'm well informed about what I know about. I mean, the thing is, I sure, can't but, bear any form of rubbish or nonsense. I mean, there's what I love is limitless. There's so much I don't know. I mean, there's nothing better for me to sit down and um, listen to somebody who loves passionately a genre of music. I was mm. making a show with this guy, um, brilliant director, um, David Vincent. I realised I knew nothing about Bowie. He's this Bowie fan. And I knew nothing about the bands of the 70s. And I got this, I mean, when somebody's passionate like that and they, they love something and they just play you the, these gift after gift of songs, you may, may not like it, but to be alongside somebody who's sharing, because it's not just about that piece of music, you right. get a little vignette about their life or they'll tell you yeah. or locate it in, in, in the moment of a, a, an artist's journey. Or, I, mean, I have tried for years with Divine Comedy and there's lots of Bowie that I listened to and I was like, oh, I don't get it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but the limitless possibilities to exchange and share music, the, the capacity it has regardless of your background, creed, political point of view, that, in fact, it's pretty much the only real, I think, meaningful art form that has the capacity to do that so quickly mm -hmm. that you and I can disagree on so much, but we might be able to quietly sit alongside each other and share in a piece of music and have 
a, a common experience and even a, a common emotional reaction. Yeah. That's why it is such a limitlessly powerful art form. Hi, Jess here. Do you love us? Because we love you. If you do love us, it would be really cool if you would donate to us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Jess Robinson, you can donate £5, £10, £20, £1,000, and it will help us keep making these things. And you will get some lovely stuff from us, like free tickets to live shows, bonus content, a hug from me. I shouldn't say that really. Mum told me I shouldn't hug strangers. But still, you're not my strangers. You're my friends. You can get a private masterclass. You could get a song written for you or a mate or your mum. What I'm saying is go to patreon.com forward slash Jess Robinson and donate to us. You can make a one-off donation if you like. And in return, you will feel great about yourself and get nice things from us. And we will love you. We will be best friends forever. Yeah? Thank you. Bye. So how did you get into Grite? Tell me about that. Again, in in an effort, I I never, ever criticise anything without trying to understand it first. Yeah, a sort of um, To Kill a Mockingbird style, perhaps, Mm. but also because um, it matters to me deeply. Uh, It's the only thing that chiefly matters in my relationships with human beings is trying always to determine who they are based upon what they do. You know, I've never, ever been the, uh, uh, the victim of predetermining who or what somebody might be by how they sound or how they look. And that's partly because of the privilege of growing up in a really seriously blended community in terms of class and race. Uh-huh. doesn't mean that I don't hold subconscious things like most people, but definitely, you know, I started at the bar. You know, one of the things you had to do, it's really funny, you know, you had to, not funny, it's the nature of the work you know you have to be able to know the various descriptions of people and they were split into different racial divides like ict1 male is a white male is two, and you know i'd look at these suspects and i'd be terrible at it i'd be like where's ict like five but tall and hot so it's not like you don't it's not like you don't see it's a nonsense and it's totally disingenuous to say you don't see the nature of somebody's skin so it's just mm. when you grow up in a really kind of class and racially blended it's just not the first thing that's going on in your head. You're going like, men go, oh my God, look at him. That's the, that's much more attractiveness as a bigger, you know, <laughs> yeah, a bigger yeah, yeah. issue. So that's sort of a long throat clearing. So I don't um, ever sort of just, I wanted to understand more about, started just sort of basic rap music and then a little bit more of R&B because I found it sort of alienating. And I thought, well, this is really weird that, um, you know, I can listen to Magic Flute, which is off the chain, stupid. Right, it's the most stupid thing, and so freaking insane. It's the most base form of art imaginable, right? Or um, Don Giovanni, which is two and a half hours too long, and it's three and a half hours, right? <laughs> and the reason it's not, it, it, there was no telly when we have to be honest. Handle operas. I mean, you know, where do where do we begin uh, with those? You know, most of them are insane. You can remember in the 18th century when a lot of this stuff was being played, and then His Majesty's Theatre, Georgian Theatre. You know, people would come and there'd be sopranos there and there'd be like people would be shagging in boxes. They'd leave. It'd be like a, a noise. They'd leave. They'd come back to the bits that they'd like. There was like all of these rivalries with like different sopranos. They'd boo the other one. It was like a football really? game. Nothing again. A hundred percent. Wow. You know, uh, yeah, people don't talk about it. Opera was never meant to be experienced in the way that it is now this kind of reverential 
you know, kind of godlike experience. It was about a rowdy, raucous, unless the royal family were there. But, you know, it was played in nightclubs. Don Giovanni was playing nightclub festival. And so I was sort of curious about understanding why I wasn't responding to a lot of rap music. I like some, I know I, I, know I like some of this, but I don't understand it. Um, and also over the years, I'd represented very sadly and tragically a number of gang members in Birmingham, very serious cases. A number of them were, uh, I mean, really quite serious poets. And that, of course, is the ultimate tragedy because they ended up on the other side of the table from me and but for a great mm. series of things. That's why they ended up there. I know that we'd talk about that stuff and I'd often go away and, you know, regardless whether you're down in the cells or not, you're staring into the face and sitting alongside somebody in the completeness of their humanity. And so they've got a variety of different interests. I thought, well, okay, I'll go and listen to this stuff. And again, I didn't necessarily respond, but what I used to love, and this is the pretentious segue, when I was about 18, you know, experiencing my existential pain and looking like Claire Balding on steroids. Have a look at the pictures, by the way. So I'm posted one the other day. Um, but I used to really, I was really into Sylvia Plath's poetry. You know, any of your listeners should go and have a, a, a look at it. Um, you know, poems like Lesbos or Daddy. And you know, these are kind of early rap, you know, early rap, early beatnik poems, you know, in, in the 50s. You know, you do not do, you do not do any more black shoe in which I live like a foot for 30, 30 years, poor and white, barely daring to breathe or achoo. Or in, in Lesbos, you know, there's a, there's a poem, you go, meanwhile, there's a stink of fat and baby crap and you can hear the rhythms and the, right. and how it touches you. And you take that through, for example, to Amy Winehouse's writing, mm. you know, you know, he kept his dick wet with his same old safe bet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. how much truth and honesty and rhythm and kind of searing capacity to reach into you. And I actually didn't realise until I saw the documentary just the the depth of, of, of the poetry. And I thought, well, because I was really into that poetry. And I have to say, maybe it's because I'm a gay man and, you know, that those voices, especially then in my life, felt I felt very connected to. You spoke earlier, you mentioned yeah. when you were four that you decided to speak in the way that you do. Yeah. Is that is that true? Did you... I mean, no, I've been only I've been thinking about it recently because somebody asked, and um, you your mum speak the way you do, or your dad? No, or? I mean, my mum's been on various documentaries, and people say, I mean, no, mum's got sort of middle. I don't know, mum's sort of middle of the road, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had an extraordinary story. She became she was a housewife living in Southgate. You know, went back to college and ended up, you know, running a quite big business and mm-hmm. um, started it, starting it from our bedroom, put our house up on. You know, it's collateral. She's a, a powerful, extraordinary woman. So, no, she sounds, I suppose, because as, as a businesswoman now, but sounds like you would expect a businesswoman to sound. But certainly, you know, I listen to myself back sometimes and I think, my goodness, you listen to Amy Winehouse. That's how all of my friends sound growing up. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I probably, again, you know, I suppose a more than an intuitive sense of feeling other. Right. You know, and you're gay and you're a little bit of a giraffe in a sea full of fabulous hippopotamuses, hippopotami, <laughs> sorry. You know, inevitably that needs a voice to go with it, right? Right. And so I, I, I suspect this happened as a way of sort of subconsciously connoting that eventually there was going to have to be some sort of serious discussion. Although that serious discussion never had to take place because I had, the, you know, this is a serious privilege. I mean, your sense of how indifferent uh, my family was when I came out, I, told this story is absolutely true. The real religion in our family was Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, more than anything else. <laughs> right. When I came out yeah, to my yeah. brother, he sat there for about two seconds. He went, 
care. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't care what you are, just as long as you're not Arsenal. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. No, but if you can't read, but he really meant it, Jess. Yeah. It wasn't like like a nod or like this is a gag for posterity in case I want a footnote in your autobiography. It was like when Sol Campbell left uh, Tottenham to go to Arsenal, it was like there was a death in my house. Oh, you know what I mean? Wow. Anyway. Right, wow. that's really serious stuff. Honey, listen close. Listen close, Because this is where I really need you. I need you. If this is your bag, then give us a tag. And post on your social media. Please rate us, validate us. Show us how much you care. Hit subscribe, give us stars out of five. And don't forget to share. Now, I think you're going to be absolutely brilliant at this. It is now time for your impressions lesson. I think that you'll be wonderful at this because you're obviously musical and you can sing as well. So today you are going to learn the gorgeous classic Judy Garland. So I'm going to break down the impression for you um, and we're going to do it in a few easy steps and then we'll build it up together. And I know our lovely listeners always like to join in as well. The first thing to say about Judy Judy is that her voice really changed over the years. Her young voice, when she was starting out, the very sort of innocent, pure, somewhere over the rainbow, was way, way, way more controlled and pure than um, her voice in, say, the late 60s when it was much lower and she'd, you know, it was a very lived in voice, let's say, right. which was more sort of somewhere over the rainbow. And I think that's the one we're going to go for today. My mum. That's amazing, uh, by the way. Oh, just, thanks. That, yeah. The, 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 the kind of level of the level of listening. Well, um, it's really just blagging and making it up as I go along. Uh, shut up. Only women say that sort of thing. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> I, sorry, I, thought, I thought we were over this, right? And I get, again, you know, I, it's the I, again, imposter I be syndrome, really, isn't it? Right. But there's a certain kind of, yeah, should we all feel it to a greater or lesser extent? Certainly anyone we trust or like. But, you know, the other day, you know, you saw the, the uh, group that, I've been gifted to make the show and they've been really good to their word. This group of young women and they've not really done conferences before. I thought, like, let's it's on the show. You own 20 minutes of show, do whatever you like, whatever you want to talk about. Intolerance, we're, we're lots of, because we're kind of quite male leaning at certain ages. Yeah. yeah. Come and talk. Whatever. Anyway, how did they start every single idea they had? What was the first thing they said? This first is word, probably really stupid. Yes! Everyone! And they're, they're 22! I was uh... like, I thought we were over. That was, that precisely, I was like, what I thought we i thought your generation didn't do that oh anyway shit. oh no I know, right? anyway oh, it's Lord. oh there's no okay. hope right. so, there's no hope there's no hope no we're going to this is not stupid and i'm glad i'm here um <laughs> <so> <laughs> when i uh, was learning to cook when my mum always used to tell me that um every dish started with an onion onions the basis of most dishes so um that's what I do when I'm cooking. I always start with an onion and um, obviously I'll use a little bit less if I'm making cupcakes. So with impressions, I think mm. every impression to some degree starts with a bit of Mr. Bean. 
um, the voice in the back of the throat. Uh, so uh, I'd like you to get your voice in the back of the throat and let's just start. Okay. All right. Are okay. you all right, Rob? How do you think it's going I'm so far? Right. I sound like Mr. Davis that used to own the Coast Deli in Hampton Square. That's my colour. <laughs> it's a very niche That's impression. Like, like, I, I, when people were like, my, uh, it would delight my family to used to go, oh, I've got some lovely smoked salmon for you. This week. <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah. can, can you add a bit of uh, American to your, your deli man? Uh. Sure. So, sure. I sound like Kermit. That's right. <laughs> uh, so let's have a Kermit. Kermit. Halfway up the stair. Yes. Oh my gosh. So you're basically almost yeah. there. Okay. So now uh, I want you to, with your voice in the back of your throat and your American accent, can you widen your eyes and pout at the same time? <laughs> And with your your wide eyes and your pout, could you say, oh, my. Oh, my. Yes, and we're going to add uh, just a little little bit of air to the voice. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yes. Oh, Toto. Oh, Toto. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Very good, yeah, very good. Exactly. And if it, you do it in your this range, is the gayest. I, I don't even remember. I'm not going to suggest for a second, like the various <laughs> things you could have thought about. You've cast me as freaking Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> you are literally the friend of Dorothy. That's what you thought of. How, how did you think of that one, Jeff? I mean, <laughs> but surely it would have been it would have been more challenging for you to do Arnie. There could be any number. You've got Rob on. You know what? How, how late into the night were you thinking of? Oh, let's make a Dorothy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like you know a toss up between yeah. that and Barbara. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> so now we're gonna. Um, we're going to add in... Do it the... again, do it again. Okay, so American, back your throat, wise-eyed and lips pounding with a bit of breath. Okay. Yes, that's okay. right. Uh, could you say, oh, total. Oh, total. Oh, it's wonderful. Okay, oh, now we're total. going to... Oh, total. Oh, it's very good. Um, yeah. So we're going to lengthen oh. the speaking voice now. So, oh, my. N-E-M. Yes, and now can you sing N-E-M, N-E-M. N-E-M, N-E-M. Yes. Let's turn oh my into oh my. Oh my. Yes. And you let's try a bit of uh somewhere. Somewhere. I can't do it. That's good. No, you can't put a where in where some yes (laughs) yes i mean to be honest this is a very easy job with you because you're i can you're so musical and you've got such a good ear Uh, so you're just making me look good here um i'm gonna take the stabilizers off i would like you as judy to (laughs) have a go at it does not say oh yeah okay uh you're going to be wonderful at it by the way (laughs) Just, I just know you're going to be really good at this. Oh, Toto, do you know my favorite song? Why? It's Hava Nagila, Hava <laughs> Nagila, Hava Nagila, Nagila. I mean, that is not something you see every day. Excellent. <laughs> Only on stars in your ears. Jeez, that was wonderful. By the way, can I just talk about the fact that I crashed into 
Tywin Lannister's car this morning, right? And I'm now singing as Judy Garland, Cover <laughs> Nagilla, all before 12 o'clock in the morning. Well done. Yes. Welcome to your life. <laughs> we uh, we like to finish every show with a little song around the campfire because, as you know, we're on a we're stuck on a desert island. We we would love it if if you'd have a sing song with us. I'll um, sing a song with you. Would you? Uh, oh, yeah. What song would you like to sing? Oh, do you know what song I'd really like to sing? Because in the great panoply of work it's in my, you know, I can't turn my phone, <laughs> but I've, I've got a wall that's sort of dedicated to, I mean, Shoeberry and Nida. But yeah, what I'd really like to sing, Jess. <laughs> Loud whisper. Go on. Yeah. Uh, it's London Bridge. Oh, oh wow. You, know, it's so okay. good. You, you, you can even do it on your phone, can't you? Hang on, let's oh, have a go. Wow. Can't you, That's more or less it, isn't it? <laughs> I'll have a pepperoni while you're... Uh... <laughs> okay, thank you. No, that was right. We were, we were a semitone out, but anyway, what can I tell you? Will you do your Judy Garland impression yeah. for us in this in this, uh, in this this song? Oh, well, okay. Can't I just... Okay, go on. And who would you like me to be, Rob? I'd like you to be Jesse J. Oh, thanks, oh, That's Rob. who I'd really like you to be. Okay, and boys, who are you going to be? In fact, let's save it as a little... Okay, um, we'll see. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down, my fair lady. Oh, Toto, please welcome to the stage, Jesse J. so much for being on stars in your ears what's your plan now are you going to just sort of try and get off the desert island like us what do you mean desert island what we crashed our plane here a little while ago and we've been living here ever since mm. jess what you're talking about we're, we're not on a desert island what uh, this is eastbourne beach south coast not too far from brighton don't you live in brighton jess uh y- yeah oh my god what a group of idiots there's, there's literally a chippy over there Oh, balls. I thought it was a mirage. Silly kitsch. 
Not everything is a mirage. How many bloody times? All right. Well, this is a sort of a is a is a good news bad news situation. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I suppose so. Right. I hope. I'm off then. I'll see you later. Uh, there are showers over there. Um, you guys looking at them. Well, I'm going to say is you might need them. Oh, thanks. Bye. All right. Bye. bye. Hmm. Right. Yes. Sure. Bit embarrassing for all of us, eh? A little. Should we um head home? Um, could do, maybe. Or do you want to stay here one more night, camp out, and have a sing song? Yes, yes please. please. Oh, great! Fire up the karaoke machine. Rob, would Cassie like to sing? Oh no, I've thrown her in the ocean. What? No! You boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah!